Awesome. Awesome. Red letters. So, hey, look, um, like Gerald said, my name is Denise, and along with him, we are the lead pastors here at Elan Christian Centre in Pukekohe. And we are just, if you are here for the first time, a very special welcome to you. We know that you're going to love it with us because I am very, very biased. I've got my little assistants here helping me. It's looking very much like Christmas, isn't it? But... We have been doing a series called the Red Letter Revival. We started it last week, and we are now into week two, and we're going to carry it on for the next few weeks. Denise is just doing her little tweaking thing, what she does, those of you that know me well. And um, it's, it's all about the red letters in the Bible. And we, we know, don't we, we've learned from a young age that when something's red, we need to stop. We need to take note of it. Can I tell you, the red letters in the Bible are Jesus' words, and they are important, and they are significant. And so through this series, we want to enforce to you that it's God's word, Jesus' spoken words are just as relevant today as they always were. It's from the first day that he spoke them. So that's what we're going to talk about and carry on with today. And today's red letters that we're looking at is all about the Sabbath. The Sabbath, it's quite an old word, isn't it? The Sabbath. So what I've done is I've called today's message Take the Day Off. Because basically that's what it is. It's taking the day off. What I want to do this morning is explore the Sabbath. What does it mean for us today? What does it look like for us today? Why should we take a day off? What's that all about? But first thing I want to pray, because it's always a good place to start, isn't it? So Father God, Lord, we welcome you here this morning. We welcome your presence here this morning, Lord God, to do only what you can do. Lord God, I pray this morning that your word will land on every single heart in this room. Lord God, I pray that it will fall on good soil and that you'll, you'll cause it to grow. Lord God, I pray that you bless every person here this morning with your word and with your presence in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Now, I'd just like my lovely assistant to come up for a moment. And you do know the, <laughs> you do know the reverse of what it, <laughs> thank you, Dean. We do know the reverse of, you know, behind every great um, woman is a great man. It, you know, anyway. Look, I'm sure you're all familiar with the uh, Christmas present exchange that goes on around the festive season. You know, that's when you're given a name of someone that you hardly ever know, and you're expected to get them a gift to the value of two or five dollars. Thank the Lord for the two dollar shop. It's often a work colleague or that strange aunt or cousin that's suddenly now coming on Christmas Day and wasn't supposed to be. You know, it's those gifts that we get that are brought with such care and attention. Like, like this. Could you model that for me? Like, like this is such a great... It actually goes that way. Like this. I mean, of course you're going to get lots of use out of that. It's good for all four seasons of the year. And um, it's definitely going to protect, <laughs> protect you from the sun. Or you get things like this, which is definitely UV safe, aren't they? UV friendly, one size, one color, suits suits everybody. Or this. 
for that weird aunt who, who's, you know, just can't quite reach that scratch, that itch on her back. Or for the person that you really don't know what to get, something I don't even know what you're supposed to do with this. But what are you going to do with that, darling? <laughs> you know, those sorts of gifts. <laughs> He's ruining my sermon. <laughs> you can take them off now. <laughs> awesome. You know, that kind of present exchange where you have to buy something random. You have to buy for someone that you don't know. There's a lot of thought and attention goes into those gifts, isn't there? There's a lot of love, and there's a lot of planning, and there's a lot of attention. Intention. Very practical they are. Very practical. Or, there's these kind of gifts. There's these kind of gifts that we love to receive. They're clearly not from the $2 shop, for starters, because they're too big. You cannot buy something that big in the $2 shop. They're wrapped. I mean, look at the corners. Beautifully wrapped. Beautifully wrapped. The bows. I mean, that's more than $2, so you would not get one of those on your $2 gift. These are the sort of gifts that say to you they're from somebody who really knows you. Somebody who really loves you. Someone who wants to bless you. They're brought with love, care, and attention. You see, you put more value on this sort of gift, don't you? There's so much more value on this. It's far greater than the $2 shop gift. Because it says, I see you, I know you, I hear you, and I know what your life looks like. That's what this sort of gift looks like. And that's from, the, from a person that knows you. Did you know that God has made a significant gift for you? A powerful, wonderful gift for us. It's made with value, it's made with purpose, it's made with intention, and it's incredibly practical. And it's meant to bless you. It's meant to bless you. We read about it in Mark 2, so if you've got your notes, you can read with me. In Mark 2, 27, it says we read that he said to them, the Sabbath was made for you. The Sabbath was made for man. It's made for you and me, not man for the Sabbath. This passage says that God made the Sabbath for us. That's you and me. He made it for us as a gift to bless us. And how many of you know that when God, the creator, makes something for you and I, it is significant it is, it is precious, it is valuable, and you can guarantee it, he has thought of every intricate detail because that's God's standard. He doesn't make rubbish. He makes stuff to bless us. Here's an interesting fact. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat and the Hebrew verb Shabbat. Both words refer to stop your normal routine. To actively and deliberately cease, stop, stop what you're doing from what you normally do on a day. It's a principle we see throughout the Word of God to take one day a week to stop what you've been doing and focus on relaxation, reconnection, and renewal. Interestingly enough, the principle of the Sabbath goes right back to the beginning, doesn't it? Where God himself is the first to do it. He modeled it for us. 
he worked for six days, got busy making the heavens and the earth and the seas, and then he rested. And then he thought, man, this is such a good thing to do. I should get my people to do this. I think I'm going to put it in my top 10 list. So he put it in his top 10 list, and he even gave us a user manual to ensure that we know how to use this gift properly. Let's read it. It's in Exodus 8, 28 to 11. It says, remember, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and earth, the sea and all that was in them. But he rested on the seventh day. I love this part. He says, therefore the Lord blessed. He blessed your rest day. He blessed the Sabbath day and he made it holy. Did you know your day off is blessed? It's a special day. It's a holy day. One of God's Ten Commandments is to remember the Sabbath. You know, we we all know that we aren't saved by keeping the commandments. We're saved instead by grace through Jesus, our relationship with him. But how many of you also know that there are great benefits to following the commandments? There's great benefits to following the commandments. And what we see from the words of Jesus in this passage is that he's challenging the legalistic, rule-ticking, you know, religious attitude of, you have to keep the Sabbath. And, and you know, the, the legalistic people have made it a rule and a burden. It's not meant to be a burden. Rather, the Sabbath was made for our benefit. The Sabbath is a gift. It's a gift from God. However, I'm sure you're just like me and that you too struggle in one way or another to stick to it or to embrace it fully or to even do it. I want to suggest this morning that that's potentially because we've actually lost the practice of taking a day off. We really have. A day a week to realign ourselves with life as God intended to recalibrate the way he's designed us to live, to breathe, and to be in him. To live and to breathe and to be in him. Can I encourage you this morning, as mama of this house, you need to take a day off a week. I give you permission. You need to take a day off a week. So I want to share with you this morning three benefits to taking your weekly day off, your weekly Sabbath. My first thought this morning is the Sabbath day is to rest and repair. Ta-da! Mark 3, 6, uh, 31 says, Therefore, oh, sorry, sorry, it says, Then, because so many people were coming and going. So this is um, Jesus with the disciples. There's many, many people around. It's Jesus ministering to them, and the disciples are really involved and helping out there. It says then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. So he said to them, Jesus said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. Jesus placed value on rest. 
can I just say that this verse might have been written over 2,000 years ago, but it does just sound like my last week and the week before that and the week before that. Work's coming and going, emails are coming and going, texts and phone calls are coming and going, the kids are in and out, the food's going out more than it's coming in, and the bank count is on low tide. But thank God that he's designed us to take a day off. They're where we can rest from it all. To focus on him and do things that we enjoy, that restore our soul and reconnect us to him. To rest in him, that's his plan and that's his gift to us. Do you know, our bodies are fascinating things. They are wired specifically to our internal and our external world. I don't know if we'll ever understand fully the intricate details of how our body ticks along. But did you know that when you're constantly rushing, when you're constantly busy, in your mind and in your body, that our bodies pick up on that, and they respond by putting you into what's called fight and flight. Now, fight and flight is a response to danger. And so your body doesn't know if you are in danger, you're running away from a lion, or you're running away from too much work, or you're, or you're running to pick up the kids, or you're, you're running off to the next meeting, or, or you're just running. It doesn't know. So what it does to respond and help you in that dangerous situation is it pumps adrenaline into your body. And by doing that, what it does is, is you react by having a, a, a faster heartbeat, faster breathing. You can sweat a lot you actually get a decreased ability to feel pain. Interesting. Physically and, and I would say emotionally. You can get jittery and you can get nervous. You can have anxiety and you can even have panic attacks because you're rushing. Interestingly, though, when you are intentional about slowing down, when you are intentional about physically and mentally resting, which includes feeding yourself well, sleeping well, breathing well, yes, that is a thing, and switching your mind off into a rest state. Your body's able to go from fight and flight into what's called rest and repair. Honestly, these are two responses of your body. And in rest and repair, your body and mind feel safe, they feel loved, and they feel relaxed. And there, your muscles are able to repair themselves. Your heart and your, your heart rate and your blood pressure is able to reduce. And lots of other great benefits. Can I tell you, this is actually real and it's significant. Because it's significant for you, for your family and friends, because it's about longevity of life. It's about lasting the distance. You need to take a day off every week to rest and repair. This is God's gift to you to care for the body he's given you. Man was not created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for man. It's a gift, so take the day off. My second thought this morning is the Sabbath allows us to reconnect and renew our relationship with God. Reconnect and renew our relationship with God. 
The Sabbath for many of us is where we get to gather together, isn't it? And we get to uh, come together as a family and worship and share on a Sunday and focus in on him again. Reconnect and renew. Remember that keeping him the main thing, the main thing. How many of you have a cell phone in this room? Come on. Okay, so a, a massive proportion. A massive proportion. Some of you have several cell phones. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there is lots of times during the week when I'm on, I've, you know, I've got texts coming in, emails coming in, alarms going off, uh, phone calls to make, and the battery starts to decrease. It starts to decrease. And so what I have to do is I have to plug it in wherever I can to recharge the battery. So I'm plugging it into my computer, like, you know, sometimes and other times I'm plugging it into the wall. And then I'm off to a cafe and I'm plugging it and trying to find a seat next to the wall. And then I'm putting it in the car. And I'm just just trying to charge it up a bit. But you know what? It never reaches full charge. It never reaches back to 100% until I go home. And I go to bed and I plug it in overnight. It reaches its 100% charge again. I like to see, I I draw a parallel to that of my life with Jesus. I'm going through the week and I'm connecting with God here and I'm connecting with God there. But there's nothing quite like the, the day off. When I can connect in fully and be fully charged and fully renewed for the next week. The Sabbath is actually like our tithe in a funny way because if we honor God with it, we can get more out of the 90% left over than we can out of the full 100%. By taking a Sabbath, we get more out of our six days than we do out of our seven. Who knows that to be true? Romans 12.2 says in the message version, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're eating, sleeping, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Isn't that awesome? When you fix your attention on him, you'll be changed from the inside out. Real rest doesn't come from a day off. It comes when our minds are relaxed because we know God's in charge. And that comes because we've spent time reconnecting with him. Rest is a genuine reliance on God to meet our needs. Real rest comes from getting close to Jesus. Psalm 23, 1-3 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul, and he guides me. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Man was not created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for you. It's his gift, so take the day off. And my third and final point this morning, if the team can come up, that would be great, is to restore and refuel. Restore and refuel. When I'm writing a sermon or planning a big event or doing a home decor makeover, it's quite a creative process. 
And in the process, there's times when I can get so lost in it that in the detail of what I'm creating and what I'm, what I'm mapping out that I get, also get a bit confused. And I begin to think, where am I? What am I doing? What am I saying? I hope you're not experiencing that right now. But <laughs> I th- everything gets blurred and I, you, get, you lose what keeping the main thing the main thing. And if you're a creative type here this morning and you have an element in your job where you have to be creative or you're problem solving, you can get lost in that process, can't you? It can be all-consuming. I see a few heads nodding this morning. You know what? We all know the best thing to do is actually to walk away. Just step away from it, take a breath, and come back to it the next day. Because when you do, you see it from a fresh perspective, don't you? Clarity comes, and you have a clear head. That's the restoring and the refueling process. A Sabbath day doesn't give us rest from work. It enables us to rest from a place, to work from a place of rest. God created man on the sixth day and on the seventh he rested. Man's journey began with rest. It did not begin with work. When I brought my first car, my dad taught me that in order for to, to keep it running well, I needed to keep certain tank levels topped up. Likewise, for you and I, we've got tank levels that need to keep topped up. Our emotional tank, our spiritual tank, our mental tank, and our physical tank. They need to keep, they need to be topped up. And there's different things that fill, and there's different things that drain our tanks. I'm sure you're like me and you've had times where you have realised that most of your tanks are empty or running very, very low. Can I suggest this morning that a large proportion of the time that you experience that is because you've not been taking a day off? Honestly, it's because you're not taking time off to, to rest and soak in His presence. To not embrace the gift that God gave you. It's not a rule, it's a gift. It's a gift. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 30 says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion or rules? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, he says. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love that. I love it. Let's learn the unforced rhythms of grace. God never intended you to live on quarter-full tanks. He wants you to live and minister out of a place of overflow. God, man was not created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for you. It's a gift. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what state your life is in, but I know that God has probably spoken and I trust that God's spoken to every single person here this morning about the Sabbath, about the day off, this beautiful gift that He's given us. But you know, this morning, I believe that many have left it unwrapped for a very long time. 
and He's desperate for you to unwrap it with Him every week. New mercies, new graces, new dreams, new strength. And then there's others. Yeah, you partly unwrap that gift every week. But you've, you've rested, but you don't embrace and reconnect with Him. You rest your body, but that's as far as it goes. Come on. We need to embrace His Word. We need to listen and sit under some worship. We need to read a good book. It's, it's oozes Jesus. We need to meditate on the Bible. Some people say they don't know how to meditate. Can I tell you, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Because it's just thinking on one thing over and over, isn't it? And then there's others here this morning, and I really sense that you're on the verge of just breakdown. Your tanks are so empty, so empty. I want to encourage every person this morning to build into your life a day for Jesus. Yeah, we connect with Jesus every day, but a day we can just soak in Him, where you can be restored and renewed in Him, where you stop from your normal routine to rest, reconnect with your Creator. And you know what He promises us when we do? That you'll be refreshed. You'll be revitalized. You'll soar as wings on eagles. That's His promise to you. He is desperate to meet with you every week. I'm going to pray in a minute. But there's one more group of people I want to speak to this morning. And maybe you're here this morning and, and you feel lost. You don't know what the meaning of life is. You feel like, I have no idea what the purpose, what, what purpose I'm here for. There's no good thing in my life. Can I tell you that only Jesus can fill that gap in your world? Only Jesus can give you the plan and purpose because He created you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. And it is an incredible destiny when you are connected with Him. And maybe this morning you don't, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Or maybe you've, you've stepped away and for some reason you've left Jesus out of the picture for a very long time. You know, God's Word says that all we need to do to ask Jesus back into our heart is to confess with our mouth and acknowledge in our heart that He is our Lord and Saviour, that He died on the cross and rose three days later so we can have many gifts that He has for us in an eternal life with Him. But you see, it's separation. It's sin that separates us from Him. The Bible said every single one of us, we've all sinned, myself included, and it separates us from God. But He's a gentleman and He will never force Himself on you. But God has a gift for you and it's called eternal life a beautiful destiny in Him. So this morning, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, can I tell you it's the best decision you'll ever make? Hands down, it'll change your world forever. So while every eye is closed this morning, as we respect this moment, I'm gonna say a prayer. And if you wanna ask Jesus or recommit Jesus back into your heart, why don't you pray this prayer this morning with me?
Lord God, I know that you love me. And this morning I choose to surrender and recommit my life to you. I acknowledge in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe in my heart that that you died and you rose three days later for me. Lord, I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me and come and live in my heart forever and make me new. Thank you for living in my heart and being Lord of my life. In Jesus' precious name, amen. And just why everyone has still got their eyes closed this morning, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to give me a quick wave this morning. And the reason being, is that it is a significant decision you've just made and we want to make sure we get the right people around you and the right um, literature into your hands and we want to partner with you to get a solid foundation. So if you did that this morning, why don't you just give me a quick little wave and I can make sure that we can get uh, information into your hand and we can reconnect this morning. Awesome. Awesome. So good. So good. I see a couple of hands. That's so, so good. Awesome. Why don't we stand, church? Why don't we give them a clap and celebrate with them? It's the best decision they've ever made. Awesome. Fantastic. Come on, can we thank thank, uh, Denise for great message this morning? Round of applause for Denise this morning.